0: to handle that cape for the last time.
1: Return to Town 10th Year Anniversary Edition is a revised version of Andean's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material.
0: Spoken Label. Hi, it's Ann from Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and records show it started off really as a one-off podcast chatting to writers poets and artists over time it became monthly then weekly and occasionally nowadays it goes on that to a more regular basis to date i've done over 330 sessions and i'm always looking for new poets writers artists singer-songwriters general interesting creative people to come onto the podcast podcast you can find this on all the usual networks over Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Podbay, and dozens of others. But it does have a central database of spoken label, which is all one word, dot bandcamp dot com. Obviously, now, to help me with the running costs of this podcast, I'm always grateful for any kind of donation to assist me with it. You can either do the donation through the Bandcamp page by putting in a fee to download one of the free podcasts, or send it over my PayPal to aen1mpo at yahoo.co.uk. My email address again is aen1mpo at yahoo co.uk. Enjoy the podcast. Take care. Bye.
2: Spoken label. Oh. Okay, Amanda.
1: Okay.
0: What are we doing today?
1: I'm inviting your podcast today.
0: Yeah. What podcast is this, Amanda? It's
1: spoken label.
0: Yeah, very rare. Amanda's in as a special guest host today. Not, this is rare nowadays. So we've had spell you do bits for, for example. Not regular. And we've got Amanda in today because when I bring Amanda in as a special guest host, we bring in hardcore guests, not the sense of hardcore, special, special guests. If we're going about hardcore, Is James Paul we've got with us today. I dread to think what he's going to say. So because we've got the fantastic Phoenix Andrews with us. Now, I've known Phoenix for, what, 1998,
3: is it? Yeah, I think we've known each other for about 25, 20, probably more than 25 years, actually. <laughs>
0: Long time met you on the second year in university, so it was my rec 1999. Could, could 99,
3: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, so it's like it's oh, I said 24 years nearly 24, years. crazy. And uh, I can, you've known Phoenix in about six years, haven't you? Yeah. So him, guess, that's why I thought bringing Phoenix on survived so on for a long time today is um, a great sense for any Mandarin because Phoenix has just bought out his debut novel. I'm not sure if you're not on if you're on the audio version, I'll just say that it's booked blood cells. And to how would you sum up blood cells in one sentence? In <laughs> one word. That's a good way of bulling it. So, But anyway, listen, we're going to talk about that in plenty of depth today. Now, Phoenix, really, obviously, before we start, mate, you better introduce yourself to everyone. So, can you tell us all a little bit about yourself? So, I know you're currently off the Regis based If people check out on you, you've looked all over the place, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I
3: mean, I've lived in Bognor Regis now, West Sussex, for uh, six, seven years now. Yeah, Um, yeah, it's been a long time. Time has time has flown, Um, and I've before that I was in Brighton, um, and I kind of I moved down to Brighton in the nineties for university um, in the mid nineties, and that's kind of been my that was my base for over sort of twenty years. Um, I went up north to where I was at uni with you, Andy, um, in Bolton. Um and uh, I've also traveled around the world, lived around with different countries around the world and um but yeah, I moved to Bogner for work. Um so uh it is a nice little town, Bogner. But um yeah, I've um I've always I've always been a writer of some sorts. Um not as uh not as prolific if you like as as you guys. Um because my when my brain works, I'm always doing something a bit different. Um, yeah. and so, you know, when, um one of
0: these sort of people, and people check on your fans or you're the sort of person where you're I a restless creative. Like me and Amanda, we pop on the books, don't we what yeah. doing, you all often go from one extreme to the well, other what you basically so
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean I've done, yeah, I've done all sorts of things. Um so yeah, I'm an artist. Um and um, I've I've enjoyed sort of all sorts of things, but this um actually sort of honing in on um having this idea for this book for, for, for years, um and, and then just saying, Do you know what I'm gonna sit down and just write it? Um and then a year later um publishing it has just been phenomenal. I've 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 not experienced anything quite like this before, like the process and everything. And um and um yeah, really enjoyed it. And it's the first in hope what will hopefully be five books um in the series and um, with these characters so um yeah i'm i'm, I'm into the second one or writing the second one now so um yes yeah, it's been it's been really really good
0: yeah no i'll i don't want to go into too much in the book straight away but i want to learn about um, is there any questions you want to ask phoenix about the process of it because you've done more novels than i've ever done and i've all managed
1: Oh, it's been a while since I've seen a mother, so I think i forgot how to write them
0: Why <laughs> did <Well>, <can't laughs> the bring you on, then, right? <laughs> just, <laughs> just
1: to look at you and make you look bad and smile and laugh.
0: <laughs> 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 well, good, we know, there's a lot of sense I get out of this one sometimes. <laughs> but obviously, Phoenix said, we have to look at the process of the book itself, thank think, is at first I knew this the same all, wasn't it? When you rang me up, and I said, "Oh, I've completely nearly completed my debut novel. You hadn't told us about it, so was everybody apart from one or two? I hear you had a friend who helped you out with the bit,
3: didn't you?" Well, I've um, not well only with the proofreading. I've had mm. like uh, I had someone who um, my my friend, my good friend Peter, down here because um, mm. I needed. Yeah, I was kind of, I don't know, I was a bit scared to tell you guys that I was doing it, to be honest, because it's sort of, you know, I look up to you both as writers um, and you've been doing writing, you know, and certainly Amanda, I mean, you've been doing horror writing and scary writing for for years and I was like, oh, this is my first one. So I kind of, um, I didn't tell you guys until I had finished it, cause just in case it didn't, it didn't pan out, you know. Um, And as soon as it sort of did, I needed to find, because like 90,000 words, um, I needed someone to have the time to proofread it that could look at it subjectively, you know, um, and and take themselves out. And I knew that my friend Peter, he's not into horror novels um, and and he's retired, (laughs) so he's got more time. So, um, yeah, I I asked him to sort of proofread it for me. um, And... Then I had to get someone to proofread it again afterwards. Oh, <laughs> um, wow. He
1: yeah, go- was, it was
3: good. good. He was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, you, you know, um, but um, I don't know if you, like you guys know, you know, you never, you can never finish, can you? You're always tweaking. You have to like, it's so hard to step back and go, do you know what? It's done. It's really hard because it's like your baby, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. So I think it's when your first book as well. It's like it's like I said. It's like I've known you over the years. I to write bits and pieces, but certainly a ninety thousand word novel. Like it was a case of whoa, like that when you told me about that one. It was like never, yeah, never
3: done anything. Was like- it
0: always going to be a novel? This was it.
3: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was always going to be a novel because um, there's sort of. I tried to write my memoirs. I tried because I've I I've done a lot of things. I've been involved in a lot of things. I've had a lot of adventures around the world and stuff. Uh I've had a lot of things happen to me. Um, so, you know, that have shaped me the same as anyone, anyway. Everybody's life is exceptional. But um I sort of wanted to write my journals. And when I was starting to write my journals, I was like, okay, some of the stuff I've done is a bit weird um, and a bit sort of out of the ordinary. So I thought, it isn't the word. How
0: do you know it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I thought let let's, let's fiction, fictionalize it. Um, and, um, and then it sort of went from there and then suddenly there was this vampire in the mix. Um, because I've, I've sort of dealt most of my life with addiction and, and addictions of different kinds. So, um, Having someone like a vampire um, who also suffers with addiction and also exceptional old age, being like over 800 years old, he's um, his mental health is he's depressed. He is mental health and sort of is affected. Um, and it's kind of a nice sort of mirror, really, about sort of dealing with mental health and, and addiction. And um, the second book certainly goes into that a lot more with, with Adam. I think we're
0: going to tell people before we carry on the third, Andy, what the book is about, really, because we've dropped a couple of good hints so far. But, okay, I want to... Obviously, people know there's a vampire in the book. The book itself is about David, who, when the book starts, he's obviously in prison itself, in quite a way to serve his sentence. And then we also have Adam as well, a man of a secret, trying to help him out, basically. He Realises in a lot of trouble. So, which
3: character came first? So, um, I had this really cool idea of like um, a conspiracy in the government. Because um, let's face it, you know, probably are. I don't know,
1: I'm not in the government. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: well. <laughs> I mean let's face it, once your mind goes down that rabbit hole it, it it never comes out really, does it? um it stays there forever but um so I had this sort of idea of um shortage of blood on the n h s and the government oh, Lord, glorious the <laughs> bit of, bit of scarlet and um i so, uh, yeah i had um I just had this idea of um using criminals, like taking criminals, killing them and draining their blood and then selling that blood back onto the NHS. Because as far as the government and the public are concerned, it it solves two issues. One, um, criminals aren't, because there's like a big statistic of like um, reoffending. So then these people that that don't have, you know, that are, let's say the lowest of the low, you know, for the sake of the book, um, they won't go back and, when they're released, they won't reoffend um because they're dead <laughs> um, and also that blood can then be used um to fill a gap um in the blood shortage on the n h s so uh, it's all very dark but um and also the government make money from it you know they they they're selling that blood um so yeah, it's very dark, but that was that was kind of like weirdly the first idea I had, and so I needed to <laughs> someone in prison that that can conceal that and putting a vampire straight in there um, I thought well he can easily get out you know he can and plus he might drink the blood <laughs> he might he might have a bit of a feast so yeah he's basically
0: he's, skimming off the proper
3: space. exactly <laughs>
0: skimming off the, skimming <laughs> off the top oh, um, man, I've got mummy walk he's going to get dirty so, yeah no, it can
1: make sense yeah I don't know if you used to watch Buffy when it was on but I did feel like there were bits of it that felt a bit Buffy I remember the scene where Sandra, um, when Dracula comes into him, and he sort of goes under Dracula's spell, and he's going blood, blood is life, or so they say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I,
3: I, I, I do. I mean, um, it wasn't my intention, but um, I, I used to love Buffy. Um, I, I really liked Spike. I thought Spike was amazing because he's sort of that bad. Spike was that that sort of baddie. You used to fancy Spike, so I said, "It's terrible of it." So. Oh, he was a—he's a, hands, a, a handsome, handsome guy. <laughs> and anyway. an amazing, I thought he was British. It wasn't until I heard an interview of him that he's like—he's got like almost a West Virginian-style yeah. American accent, hasn't he? I mean, what a great British accent this guy's got! And then you—you we, um, we, we watch Torchwood and you see Torchwood.
1: Yeah.
3: I think yeah. isn't he—is he, is he <laughs> in Torchwood as well? Yes, he was as ca- another captain character, basically. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. One she of the times.
0: And you've meant to mentioned done the spin-off audio adventure of that Captain character as well, so from Big Finish as well, I've not heard it, so... But no. did, I didn't watch it, but um, was he in that recent Sarah Michelle Gellar thing? No,
1: oh, I don't know what that was about, because he wasn't in it.
0: Yeah, so then the Sarah Michelle Gellar done another horror series recently, and on all the promos of it, he was actually and all the publicity shots and he was it, in the series.
1: I think he attended like, the opening thing of it, but I thought Vicky was actually in there.
0: So, very interesting. What's the book, so? Right, the question for you now, is when the book was started, what made you want to step the book off in the actual prison
3: itself? I mean, I... you know, I like the idea of sort of trapped in a box... Being trapped in the kind of bubble. um, It's kind of a metaphor as well for when we, when in life we get trapped um, and trying to find your way out of this sort of self fulfilling prophecy or this sort of, you know, um, this sort of, yeah, box or bubble we put ourselves in in life um, can be really, it can be really hard to get out and escape from. And when you escape from something, you generally, you not re- are you really escaping or and in the, in the, i mean i'm 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 trying to sort of use metaphors it's not really like so i mean um with david with david going into prison he then he um you know he 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 escapes from prison but it's complete happenstance it's complete accident um it's a one off thing that Makes him escape. He's not like a, a super sleuth or anything. He's a he's like a skinny, geeky IT guy that should never have been in prison in the first place. Really, I mean, he did wrong. Um, he hit a bouncer um, outside a nightclub um, that that had already punched him and um, completely regretted it. Unfortunately, the bouncer fell backwards and hit his head and went into a coma. One of those things that can happen to anybody, but because of that, they threw the book at him and, and, and he was spending, um, you know, a good sort of 18 months, a couple of years in prison. Um, and he'd been there for a few months watching things slowly unfold. And, and you know, I, I knew someone that was in prison. Um, they were in prison up north as well. So that... In my head as well. I mean, i try to fictionalize. I mean, obviously <laughs> fictionalize it, but at the same time, try and make it realistic as well. I watch a lot of dramas. I've seen a lot of the prison stuff. I mean, there's a. Is it called Time or something? There's a recent one with Sean Bean that's just been time. about time. It is time, time isn't it? Yeah, so yes, um, I mean,
0: The second, been- second season that's on the way soon as well. Should be is, the-
3: is it? The- because yeah. that was really good. And a lot of the time, you know, when when people sort of do dramas about prison, they either make it really nicey-nicey, or they make cell it... Prisoner's on Lock H. I don't think that was very nice. <laughs> no, it wasn't,
1: actually.
3: <laughs> it wasn't very nice. No, well, Orange is the New Black as well, you know. But yeah, to have like a British prison and everything, it look, it just, I, I thought that was really well done, really. Um, so um, I guess that was kind of an inspiration as well.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's an excellent place for kids. I got for it for about two weeks, and that's good going for me. you yeah, took you would have gone longer, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, because most of the people they're they busy with work. They take okay, you, your space off, have to get time to sit down and do it. But yeah, I was really getting two from work for about two weeks or so. <laughs> it's heavy. Yeah, for my
1: weak little <laughs> Yeah,
0: it my hey, back down that book. But yeah, people are wondering. We've got the promo copy where the actual final version, I believe, is a bit lighter now, isn't it, Phoenix? I believe. <laughs>
3: um not lighter no I mean um yeah. literally um you got the promo copy you got one of the first copies um and it was then that um uh, I sort of realized that that the 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 original proofread wasn't a hundred percent so and as a writer as as you again because you, you guys know as a writer you know you you miss things because you're you're in it you're you're writing it you so you, I was skimming over stuff, and then I was like oh hang on a minute that little bit doesn't what well, doesn't make sense, but there was like some names that I'd I'd spell. I was doing spelling the name. There's an assassin in there called Cheyenne, and she's one of a group of um, assassins that are contract killers that are um, trying to um, quash the uh, escape. If you like, they're basically trying to find David. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to sort of spoil it too much. But no, don't um, give too much, right? Yeah. What made no. you want
0: to bring because I am
3: obviously as the book goes on is uh, comes quite known. I was, um, trying, so was, to I was yeah. trying so hard not to mention her. I was trying so hard not to mention her. You just mentioned her. got
0: a role in the book as oh, absolutely.
3: She's yeah. a main she's the main character. She's not there at the beginning, but she's a main character cuz um Adam basically the whole premise is that um in order to remain undetected in this modern age, you know, we um we got a modern age where there's so much CCTV everywhere, like every square meter of the planet has got some kind of CCTV, whether it's satellite or whatever, whatever, um, with all the cameras and the ATMs and laptops and everything else, and smartphones, certainly, you know, it's it's really hard to go undetected in life. So um, in order for him to stay hidden as much as he can, he um, employed this team of people to scour the internet and, and networking and newspapers and every social media to, um, to delete f- any footage of him, to have create and write algorithms that um, that source him that can like detect him and and, and delete that. And so uh, David and then this um, this girl with pink hair called Zion or Z she's um, they're, 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 they're the two main parts of this of this team and uh, yeah unfortunately she um, she tries to help David and in doing so gets embroiled in this uh, conspiracy as well. Um, and there, she's on. she ends up being on the run. David's on the run. Adam goes into prison just as David's escape from prison. So it's all, all hell breaks loose. But by going into prison when he does, Adam realizes that things are very dark. And this conspiracy goes way up, way above the government to these supernatural, almost monsters, really, sort of beings. And I um, mean, it's it is very, very. It's much darker than he ever thought it was. Um, and so he went in to rescue David, but he's actually, you know, in a bit of trouble himself because they want this to carry on. They want people to be killed and their blood being drained. Blood is sacred. Blood is life as uh, Amanda sort of said. Hopefully not, I, d- I didn't mean to rip that from Buffy. I-, I didn't even know that that was it. I can't remember that being in Buffy. But yeah.
0: You've yeah, totally. got, got somebody that's a Buffy addict and she, stuff she remembers about Buffy is incredible. They're super
1: supernatural as well.
0: Oh, supernatural as well, yeah. <laughs> She's probably reading off slightly off topic here, Phoenix. Do not tell her, I'm, Phoenix, about the books you're reading at the moment. We're going to show another the book now. No, nothing to do with you, yeah. but it's very
1: good. Well, you put me in the vampire mo- mode, so I went on to read this, which is a uh, new series in the Buffy series, but it's actually in the mention. mentioned, it's Willow's Daughter. Oh, really? Yeah.
3: Hey, that's kind of cool. Is it good?
1: I'm about 70 pages in, but I'm enjoying it, because they've got, like, a good mix of, like, new characters, but then they've got Willow in it, and they've got all... And Spike's in it as well.
0: Oh,
2: wow. Oh,
3: wow, wow, Is wow. <laughs> Have done two or was it three books
1: it? Two that's out and the third one's coming out.
3: I so. I don't... And uh, the author, uh, is, it, is it the original author as well, is it? The Buffy's... It's
1: called Ken Day Blake. I don't know who writes the other books.
3: No, because we only knew it as the when it came out on the TV, didn't we? But I'm sure, yeah. it, I'm sure it came. must have come from novels, right? Buffy was originally books, was it?
1: I think it went on to books after. I don't think it was books before.
3: Oh, okay. Because so, it had it a feel more. about didn't it, didn't it? Had a feel about it, like as if almost as if it was like adapted from sort book, like the Twilight sort of series and stuff. So, hmm. well. I don't. Let's get back to your book, okay?
0: Because dig- oh, we will yeah. digress. And not know <laughs> me in Phoenix and
3: Amanda as well, we uh, digress lots. Is that a we word? digress yeah. a lot. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I want to know what's now next with the book, obviously. And i don't I trying to keep away from the spoiler aspect of it. I suppose it doesn't give you too much away to say, Brighton does feature in this book to some degree. What made you want to move the narrative, one point into, narr- into Brighton?
3: I always want, I wanted it to end in Brighton. I don't know why. I wanted the book, I always had that in my head. It was always going to start, in the north of england and it was going to end in the south of england and it was always going to end in brighton yeah um i didn't know at the time i didn't know how it was going to end because a lot of people they, they they write like the synopsis don't they they, they sort of they write how how each chapter is going to go and and the formula and that i i didn't do that I, I i literally i had the idea in my head i wrote a few notes about some ca- some of the main characters but they always went off piece. i mean i um I mean, they just behave themselves, basically. to say, don't. Yeah, be
1: right.
3: no. Again, this is like um, I'm. A, I'm a fairly sort of new writer for in this style. So again, sort of Amanda, you and Andy. Now you're writing a novella, but 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 yeah. Amanda, well,
0: I'm. Don't they come the alive? They characters I'm come doing alive. I don't think I shouldn't be doing it. I know. So like you are. I don't think you ever did that. Don't you ever did the uh, potting way, Amanda.
1: Did you ever? No, I just made it up as I went along
3: right I, I like that Don't yeah. be fine i i prefer that um because it's because i end up um it's almost like a films going on in my head as i'm writing and it and it and i have like a rough idea of where i wanted to go and then it just goes left and i'm like whoa okay i didn't expect that and it's it's almost like madness sets in because these characters come alive in your head yeah. but um it's like the second book i mean there's I'm on chapter six now. I'm about sort of eight eight thousand words in, and already, as a surprise, there's going to be a big shock. I didn't see it coming, and it's like, hang on a minute, I'm the writer, right? Why didn't I see that coming? <laughs> but it just the way it flows, and I, I, yeah, it's really it's really cool to do that. But certainly, yeah, having going back to Brighton, I lived in Brighton for over twenty years, and I love the town. It's really good. It's, a, it's a great town, and so I um or city really is it. So I I yeah, it always was going to end there.
0: What point did you know this was going to be a series?
3: I would say probably about two thirds of the way through. Originally, it was going to be a standalone book, and then I suddenly realised just how these characters were coming in, and I'm like, oh, I can't kill these characters, <laughs> or or do I? Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> Speaking
0: to this young lady here does say has done seriousness, I don't recall you giving your camera any more characters happy endings.
1: No, oh, we were talking about this the other day about killing characters, and I was mentioning like the first books I wrote, and I was going to kill a character, and then I put him in a coma, and then by the second book I was bored of him, so then I made him kill himself.
3: <laughs> it's like that. It's um yeah. I mean like. I've got I've, I've come to love these characters, you know, I've come I've become very fond of them and they're very understated still at the moment and there's so much going on and even like the baddie antagonists, isn't it? The baddies. Okay. I, um, get, I was, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a novelist, I'm just a bit um just it's a couple like, right of speak, one, isn't <laughs> it? So protag- yeah. protagonist is the goodies yeah. and the antagonists are the baddies. Yeah. Um well these um yeah, the antagonists, you know, I mean like Hashan, um, who's like this Demon kind of characters, serpent demon, a fire um, Shatan. I think it is um, in. I think that's kind of Islam, Islam or Muslim. Um, I hope I said that right. Um, and it means serpent demon or snake demon. You know, I, I really like these these different characters. So it it's got to be it had to. When I was about two thirds of the way through, I thought, oh, it's got to be more than one book because you know I can't just end, can't just stop. Oh, so you, can. you can't, but you to regret it. <laughs> no, I mean, the second book is called Blood Oaths. Um, they're all going to have blood in the title. For obviously, you then,
0: since you revealed that, then, people are wondering, they will see it's a rather gory cover on the front of the book. People look at the cover, obviously. Uh, tell us about how the cover came together. So I know you did the cover yourself, didn't you, in the book?
3: Yeah, I designed it myself. Yeah, I, I love a bit of art. Um, I, lo- I love sort of designing. And the title blood cells obviously has like three different meanings you've got cell obviously the prison cell you've got blood cells themselves the plasma the blood cells and then you've also got cells as a play on words to to sell something because we're selling the blood back to the nhs so in, working um, yeah both people yeah. yeah very effective yeah something. there was a kind of like a quiet and it, that just came into my head um and so I wanted to create something that, um, well, basically just sort of—it's quite ob- obvious when you look at the book. because I, 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 I sort of market it as as crime fiction, but actually, like my mum, when my when my mother read it, <laughs> bless her, she she loves still oh, Peter James and you know the- always got <laughs> that,
0: <I> always got <laughs> <taught> that,
3: <laughs> and I didn't have the heart to tell her that um, she's going to get a bit scared. And she read it, and, and she said she said two things. She said, firstly, couldn't put it down. Absolutely brilliant. She said, second thing, you've scared the hell out of me forever. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> Thank you very um, much, my, my son, yeah, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Well, Peter, who proofread it, he, he's not a horror person either. And so he actually said, he said, I had a couple of nightmares. I'm not going to lie. I had a couple of nightmares, um, he said, but I'm all right. And and I'm like okay. And when I gave him a copy of the book, obviously, um, you know, um, a signed copy because he had proofread it for me. So um, I gave him that, and he sort of just sort of went, "Thank you," and then just put the book to one side, <laughs> and it's like, as if to say, "Just like, going to move on." Because the because the book cover does kind of the, all of the, the the terror that you and the suspense that you see in that book cover kind of happens, and we don't know who we don't know who that character is on the front of the book. It, it could be a number of, of these characters and I like that and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say who that character is because it's quite nice.
0: Keep everyone in suspense. Make the
3: audience work as I
0: will say definitely a second, bit.
3: So, I've, Yeah, I've just designed the second book cover, which I can send to you guys. Um so Yeah,
0: can- yeah. I could attach show
3: show people when we release the podcast straight away
0: for you straight away but it. Oh, yeah. really before I wrong back is there anything you want Phoenix?
1: There was a part in it without giving anything away where one of the bad guys refers to his dark side as dark passenger. And I was wondering if that was from Dexter because that's the only <laughs> time I've ever heard it referred to as that.
3: Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah. The book's of like has a lot of references in there um, and it gives like an insight into the stuff that I like. And I, I, when I was sort of when I was sort of editing, I was like, "Well, I can take all that out." But then I thought, Do you know what? No, because it's quite nice to have like those little what, what people call them Easter eggs, don't? Yeah, they?
1: yeah,
3: yeah. And it's sort of these little Easter eggs. And yes, you are very right. I mean, you've done. There's two references you found. Obviously, you've got like the Buffy, <laughs> and you, and then you have got Dexter. But yeah, because I love, I just love that phrase, "Dark Passenger," because we all have one. We've all yeah. got one. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Did you watch the um, Dexter
0: Mini Maxi series that came on last year? Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, the um the the sequel one. Yeah. um I really, I didn't mind it actually. I thought it was alright. I thought I thought it was okay. Um has had mixed reviews, hasn't it? I can't comment.
1: I did like the ending.
3: No. That's I why. mean. I-, I haven't seen the
0: original series, so that's why so I couldn't comment. I watched her, Amanda. I quite liked it, but yeah, you didn't, she
3: disappointed in the ending. So. Isn't it the same though? It's always the same. It's like um, I don't know if you've because I like Luther. I, I quite like Luther with Idris Elba. Well, and, you uh, like Luther, or you like the, the series? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, we're going to be. No wrong wrong. <laughs> um, but, but, with Luth- but with Luther, like uh, you know, I was waiting. There's a character in Luther in the in the series called Alice. I don't know. Have you guys seen Luther? No, really good. Um, Amanda, you'll love it. It's very dark. It is beautiful, wonderfully right, dark. Well,
0: she's looking at me now. She wants to have to go find the first series. Um,
1: well, I don't know what you mean. I like flowers and puppies and kittens.
0: Right, well, now we are going to go. I might have to drop an f bomb now.
3: I mean, pop- as long as the flowers be pop- <laughs> bathed in blood, it's not an issue, is it? I mean, to be honest. But um <laughs> No, but 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 Luther, the film um that came out recently on um the again, like like with Dexter, it was like the sequel. When someone when the character that you want to be in it isn't like the side characters aren't in it and you want them to be in it, you expect them to be in it, and it's kind of you get a bit disappointed and it and, and you sometimes it's hard to um to get away from that to and I found like that yeah like Dexter with the ending I, I need to watch it again it was so long I watched it as soon as it came out so it's been a I can't remember too much about it um Michael C Hall was really good though isn't he he is good as Dexter I oh, thought yeah he's brilliant he's very very good now
0: he did a series on I'm clear off tangent now he did a series
3: is set it's in Manchester very yeah. recently he did are you talking about because he did six it was it six feet under or something uh, well, like
0: did there was an adaptation on Netflix for Harlan Ellison and Alison. he was in he was playing the lead role in it. And I was going in all these bars in the central mansion. I I've been in our films, I knew mean, most of them. I've got one more question if you before we're going go into this hard sell. Obviously, we've talked all about horror today. Is and there is any other genres you'd like to write novels in.
3: Yeah, I love a I love a good crime novel. And I love the um the post apocalyptic stuff as well. Very much so. Also a bit of Terry Pratchett. You know, I do like a little bit of um, that dry sort of dark sort of comedy and or sarcastic sort of comedy. So um, kind of across the board, really. But uh, horror, I, I, I do like a good horror
0: Like, do you envisage you now, obviously, and It's obviously the first book out. You've told already. You're about eight thousand words into the second book. Do you envisage
3: these books coming up probably yearly, every year? I hope so. I mean, my aim. Um, the first book was, I wouldn't say easy to write, but I'm not going to say it was really difficult either because I had all this idea in my head. It was like a, a coiled spring, and it, and it was like once I once I opened that box, <laughs> it was wonderful. This second one, obviously there's an expectation now for people that have read the first one. So it's it's a little trickier to write. But I am hoping to finish this one the end by and have it out by the end of this year. I haven't got very long, I've only got six wow. months. I I would love for it to be out by Christmas, if I can. And then yeah, this then then the third one, yeah, it'll be like year hopefully yearly. But um, I know that there's like an anticipation for the second because um, it it ends with it is kind of like the second book has already started by the time you finish the second one. So, um, and these new characters are coming in and we're introduced to those in the epilogue and we need to, yeah, it needs to get, needs to get going. So, um, yeah, but I'm also recording um, the book for Audible at the moment as well. I was wondering if you do that because
0: people know you in past life, in better way. But you have done audio, audio, audio before in the past. A fantastic, reading voice. So yeah, I was going to ask what, what was going to happen with that.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm quite lucky because I, because um, I've done music in the past and I still I still dabble a bit, but I, I just haven't had time to do any music recently. But I bought all the equipment and studio mics and I've, I've done a big setup for music, and because of that, it's kind of given me. A nice sort of training to be able to edit audio properly you know rather than just a mic and just done um so um and andy you know, uh, you know in the past you've helped me out a bit with things like that as well you know with the work that we've done the projects we've done together yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, people that obviously amanda and me do a project together called mandy and the buckle and the first ep came out earlier in the year i've gone and found the masters recently of uh, a session we did in new phoenix oh 2017, I think it was. It sounded excellent. So that's oh, was that? Out, was that in your it? living room? Is that in is our that the, room? That yes. we were In your li- in the living room. Yes, it was. So oh. the plan is basically for that. We're going to be like that coming out to DP probably
3: next week or two. Oh, I'll oh, be that would be kind of fun to listen to that again because yeah, that was quite a fun night, wasn't it? We sort of, oh yeah. Cause Amanda, yeah. you um, it, it was sort of like wasn't there some ghost. There was some ghostly, some sort of eerie yeah, stuff, wasn't
1: there? Yeah, it was about, uh, I think it's called I'm Here to Save You and it's about me going into a house to save Andy who's locked in the room and I get trapped in the room myself and then I hear him scream something out and it I can't do anything because I've already been captured by it.
0: That's the one, Phoenix, <laughs> yeah, so you'll hear <laughs> that in, 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 in a so sounds really good. I've done, I've put the original Masters on the actual EP, people wondering, so you play the original? No, no I've got an remix it very slightly so it even more easy right anyway listen mate we'll wrap up this well,
3: point anyway, so, I'll so if you... i can just if i can just sort of say then, just to yeah just to sort of just to when that um obviously the book's available on amazon both a, a paperback paperback and and as an ebook. um it's um in the next couple of days i'm actually it's going on to apple books as well oh well done well done i'm just, I'm just sorting that out now so um yeah and uh, um if you if you go sort of at at Phoenix Andrews, um, um, on TikTok, then um, that's where I'll sort of post. Um, I'll post when the link of right. when, when that's out. Um, yeah. Um, I've I've had a press release go out recently from a private sort of PR company. So it's gone to the BBC, and it's also gone. Um, it's going to be in uh, some newspapers in France, weirdly, soon. And the New York Times and the and the Statesman in um in America. Are um, well, I'm just waiting for them to come back to me, but um, yeah, and uh, so you know, it, it hopefully um, will will sort of generate some more sales, which would be great. Brilliant.
0: Now, i say if people want to wrap up, well, I always ask people at the end of it, you've you, you answered one of the questions already. Is if you want if people want to find out more about you or get in contact with you, mm. how are they best doing it?
3: Yeah, as I say, if you go onto TikTok and you um, at Phoenix Andrews. Um, you'll, you'll see me, um, you can sort of, um, look at my stuff there. And I, I sort of try to do that. I'm on, I'm obviously I'm on Facebook. I try and th- try and think what my, f- my Facebook, cause I'm self-published. I sort of obviously set up, um, PPA publishing limited. And I think at PPN, and- I think it's either PP Andrews or Phoenix Andrews. But what I'll do is I'll send over the link to my Facebook page, um, which I use sort of professionally.
0: Yeah, perfect. Sounds good to me, that buddy. Well, good luck with the book. Let right. us know when book number two is out. And you're always welcome here, and getting anywhere that my friend, definitely. So I need I mean, to come
3: up, don't I? I need to come up to Manchester. Yes, soon. yes, we it's do. Been yes, you do.
0: Too long. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that off microphone in a minute, anyway. So right. listen, buddy. It's been a pleasure, mate. So thank you, Amanda. Okay. And thank you, Felix. Hang around, buddy. I'll see you in two shakes of ass Spock, mate!
2: Blood Cells by Phoenix Andrews David hadn't slept for three nights in a row. Fear kept him awake. Fear that if he closed his eyes, even for an hour, tiredness would grip him and he wouldn't be able to wake up again. But more than that. Since arriving at HMP Stafford, more and more of his fellow inmates have been disappearing. ''Lock up!'' came the ritual sound of the officers, as cell doors banged shut. Then ''Lights out!'' would next echo around the block. And that was it for some, for too many recently. They just weren't there the following morning, when the cells were unlocked for breakfast. No one said a thing. No one dared ask the question, ''Where the hell have they gone?'' No one wanted to know the answer. Of course, over the relatively short time he had been banged up here at HMP Stafford, David had seen inmates, people he had come to think of as friends, in here anyway, finish their sentences and leave or get transferred to another prison. But this was always during the day, and they all knew it was coming. No, disappearing at night, now that was something else entirely, and it scared the hell out of David. Damn, he was tired. Routines were so important in prison. If anything, to break up other, more mind-numbing routines such as work detail. As well as having the meal sheet each week, inmates also received a spends sheet, with items they could purchase with earnings saved up from work and education. For the majority of people in here, tobacco was the most bored item. It was used as currency, as much for personal use. But for David, chocolate and other food items made his and Billy's weak. David was first sent to a more general sort of employment in the main warehouse-type building on site. His job entailed screwing in the housing on brake lights you see on those trailer lightboards for caravans and, well, trailers. Yeah... That was it, four hours each day. Ushered into the warehouse in single file, as if entering a slaughterhouse, David had to collect his screwdriver from a large tool board. All of which had a number of them. All of which had a number on them. And then go to the same bench as a pile of trailer boards awaited to be assembled. People chatted and joked. Pranks were pulled, and even a few inmates that were clearly lower down on the evolutionary ladder would start on each other, before being pulled apart and led away onto different areas of the job, or in some more serious cases where tools were involved, straight to segregation. David would have gone insane if it hadn't been for Billy telling him of the possibility of joining the A-team. This was a team of only a handful of inmates whose job it was to clean the gum and glue off old PVC window frames ready for recycling. Now, at first, David thought of this as an even worse job than screwing down bloody trailer board lights day in, day out. But then Billy told him of the camaraderie between the inmates in this area, of the officer that brought in biscuits sometimes and made the group cups of tea. Well, it seemed wonderful to David as Billy told of it. And it was. Within two days of working on this detail, the officer had indeed brought in some rich tea biscuits for everyone, and the group could stop working for twenty minutes or so while having a break with the brew. The one thing Billy didn't mention, however, was the way in which, every couple of days, an inmate would leave and another would join the fold. Again, no questions were asked. No one had appeared to have done anything wrong for not one inmate assigned to this team would want to jeopardize their role but it seemed like some kind of system was happening apart from Billy David didn't see any of these a-lister inmates outside of the work detail but during these four hours they were like a small family a secret club each day they were led to a separate building where they were given a scraper by the officer and they got to work scraping the sealant and glue off the white plastic frame pieces. David thought of it as quite meditative, really. Then something strange happened. The following morning, they left their cellars normal after breakfast and made their way down the two flights of stairs to wait in line for work duty, only to be taken to the main warehouse. So the main work detail again both david and billy were utterly crushed and confused wondering what they had done wrong was it they had somehow taken advantage of the privileges given to them but if so why did the officer allow it david was put back in the same spot on the same bench as before at the far side of the warehouse Back to screwing in the brake lights. Whilst Billy was put on another bench with some rather rough looking guys, David couldn't see what they had got Billy to do, but he certainly didn't look very happy. Why would he? They both soon came to realise that life was about giving and then having it taken away in prison. It was a way of control, of power and nothing hammered this home more than the numerous disappearances happening of late. The threat of David or Billy being next, the ominous air of possibility that this may be their last night, left Billy staring at his ceiling with a sense of dread, his hyperactivity starting to give him the shakes and cramps. It must have been almost early morning, when he heard a key being inserted into the lock of his cell, It turned so quietly, making the faintest of clicks as the door was unlocked. Strange, as during the day, um, when there was an incident, the locks on these doors were incredibly loud and clunky, but not this time. This time it sounded like that mechanism inside a grandfather clock turning the cogs to make a midnight chime. But no chime this time just the doors slowly opening, the dim yellow lights of the corridor flooding into the cell. Billy was still fast asleep, and there was barely a sound from outside apart from an intermittent beeping from somewhere below. Three shadows moved seamlessly into the room, blocking out the yellow glow momentarily and instead bringing in a chill that filled the space around them. David had stopped breathing, gripped with a fear that encased his heart and stomach. He didn't move and couldn't think straight. Was it the lack of sleep? The chemical injection of caffeine and sugar running through his veins? Or just the fact that there was an overwhelming sense of dread that something sinister had just entered the cell? They seemed to bring all of the shadows of the space around them together, merge with the night, and yet the light of the moon didn't seem to touch them and they were tall and hooded, like a trio of grim reapers ready to take souls from this world. Shit, David thought in near delirium, is that why they're here? Is Billy dead? Have they come to take him? In a blind panic, he seemed to come quickly to his senses and shout out, Oi, what's the problem here, guys? He had no idea if they were indeed men or women. Or human, in fact. We haven't done anything! Unfortunately for David, he should have remained quiet, for they had only initially come for Billy. But now both inmates were to be taken from this cell. With reflexes defying logic, one of the shadows rushed forward, grabbing David and throwing him out of the bunk and across the small cell, He rebounded off the wall and landed heavily on the table, scattering books and drink-making items onto the floor. He was momentarily stunned and unable to move as the other two shadows leant over the body of Billy. Why wasn't he moving or screaming or something? David thought. But that was all he had time to think of. A black, gloved hand clasped over his mouth and nose. All thoughts slowly disappeared and David drifted into a sea of blackness. The three shadows silently carried the still forms of David and Billy out of the cell, across the corridor and through a door at the end. Just as quietly as opening their cell, a key gently clicked and the only noises left were a snoring sound across the way and the intermittent beeping from somewhere below. Spock, mate.